Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm John Alois and I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. Hello there. And once again, John Redling Schaefer. Greetings. It's so great to be with you. We're going to kick everything off with our Disney views. And Sean, what is that? That is when we just bring a little nugget of gold about anything Disney that, you know, is coming to our minds. And today, I want to share a little bit of a neat thing that happened to me. I'm a huge Sherman Brothers fan. And for me, Mary Poppins is just the be-all, end-all of Disney films. And so several years ago, I think I bought a DVD copy of Mary Poppins. And inside um, came a facsimile of the lead sheet or the music, um, Julie's lyric line for Feed the Birds. I was able to find Richard Sherman's agency and sent that out there. And so he sent it back to me, autographed. Wow, you got said, it signed. Oh, that's Very great. Cool. Yeah, it's framed hanging on my <laughs> office wall. But he said, you know, my best wishes, Richard Sherman. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. Fast forward to uh, Mary Poppins Returns, and of course, you know, all throughout that score, they used little bits, absolutely bits and pieces of the Sherman I love Brothers score. The open, uh, where they, yes, uh, yeah, that's uh -huh. great. And so, but at the very end of the place where lost things go, which is kind of the kind of the same style piece of Feed the Birds, the very end of that song, they use the exact same harmonic progression as the end of Feed the Birds. I never got that. Interesting. Wow. For the music nerds listening, it's like a flat six, flat two <laughs> to the one. And so that's what it is. And it's a beautiful, and I was listening to that and I thought, that's just like the end of Feed the Birds. That's so amazing. I found Mark Shaman on either Instagram or Twitter, Facebook or something and sent him a message and he wrote me back and wow. he said, Whoa. I did that for music nerds and arrangers, <laughs> you know, just like That's really just cool. like you. So I was able to get him to sign a copy of the score from the place where lost things go. And you remember Richard Sherman um, said, my best wishes always, you know, Richard Sherman. Mark Shaman wrote, my best wishes also <laughs> Mark Shaman. So I have these two little companion pieces hanging next to each other that, on the office. So. That is absolutely wonderful. That's so today's Disney view. That, uh, hold on. I don't okay, you're not done. You're not, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I have about a thousand and one questions. I'll, I'll try to stick to one or two. But do you know if he talked to the Shermans about that? Or to Richard, I should say. I know Richard consulted with them on the film and you know gave his approval and blessing and things. But he said they wanted to do all those little things just to kind of pay homage to the movie and their score yeah you hear all the blatant um uh, you know see the blatant easter eggs in the mm -hmm. film but so true to the trained ear that's that's how how many layers there can exist in any work related yes. to disney yeah, beautiful oh it's amazing i am not a music nerd by any stretch It'll probably. So what are you saying? <laughs> you call yourself the. I. It'll take. Well, this is awkward for the third wheel over here watching this transpire. It'll take some research. I'll try to figure out what that. What you just told me. It sounds. Yeah. Amazing, go back and though. listen to it. <laughs> right. I think we all should. <laughs> all right. On to our main topic of the day. We're going to talk about Disney sites around the country that don't involve theme parks. And there are many, many places you can visit and still have a touch of Disney. And some of them include history and some of them include uh, resorts and uh, that aren't necessarily affiliated with Walt Disney World or Disneyland. So we're going to start off with a place near and dear to our hearts as we learned all about it last week. 
the Walt Disney birthplace, where everything started. Where it all began. Exactly. It is in Chicago. Have you guys been there, first of all? I have not. I have. Okay. Just the background on this. Elias Disney and his wife, Flora, moved to the Hermosa neighborhood on the north side of Chicago. They bought a lot at 1249 Trip Avenue in October of 1891. By 1892, Elias built a house his wife designed. It has since been renumbered to 2156 North Trip Avenue, by the way. And they were there for the World's Fair at that point. Elias was working on helping to build the fair. On December 5th, 1901, their son, Walter Elias Disney, was born in that home. And I'm going to read this from the Walt Disney birthplace. In a quiet residential neighborhood just outside downtown Chicago, Illinois, stands a modest family home on the corner of Tripp Avenue and Palmer Street. This house was designed and built by Flora and Elias Disney, Walt and Roy Disney's mother and father. Both Walt and Roy were born in this home and lived there for till Walt was four years old. And then eventually Walt's younger sister was born there as well. And, uh, a home that was in desperate need of remodeling. It has since been purchased by Disney fans. Married couple Dina Benedon and Brent Young. And it is being fully restored. And I, it's almost back to where they want it. Um, it's uh, going to be turned into the Center for Early Childhood Creativity and Innovation. And it wants to, uh, they want the home to empower children and their families to create and innovate. And Hmm. it's a really cool place. We have a brick there. It's right inside the front gate. It's awesome to go there and see it. It's right on the corner. So that's where Walt was born. And eventually he moved uh, on to Marceline from there. Marceline, Missouri, one of those magical towns in the world of Disney. I think that Disney fans all over the place know what this town means. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've had the fortune to go there. Uh, Walt spent four years of his life there, but they were such influential years. Um, It's about two hours from Kansas City. There's a museum there. The Hometown Museum is there. And that's wonderful in itself. Is that the one that's in? It's an old train station? Correct, yes. And, of course, you know, Walt loved trains. Right. Uh, so it is in the train station. I think it's for that reason. The downstairs is uh, dedicated to his early life in Marceline. And okay. they also pick it up and, and talk about his adult years as well. And then there's a giant model of Disneyland, if I remember correctly, in the uh, upstairs. Uh, my wife and I went there in 2013. His home is there as well, the home where he lived. Uh, the Midget Autopia track mm-hmm. right. that he donated to the town is in the Walt Disney Municipal Park, and the track is still there. The The attraction, I think, lasted five or six years, okay. something like that. But you can walk the track, and it has tunnels, and they still have the uh, switchbacks hmm. for where right. the line was. That was pretty awesome. Um, the Dreaming Tree, I'm sure you know what the oh, Dreaming tree, that, yes. tree is, where he used to sit and think. Uh, he had his barn. Um, there in Marceline, and eventually he had it rebuilt. Uh, and now it's in Griffith Park, California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That barn is where he used to create his model trains in California. Um, but that barn in Marceline was his family's barn. 
Um, and that's the one you can sign and thank you. Yes, you can you can autograph anywhere you want to on the inside, and we certainly did that. The original Main Street USA, and there's a signage mm-hmm. there dedicated to oh, I'm it. Sure. It is really a cool place. The Uptown Theater is their bed and breakfast. Now, my wife and I stayed there actually on Disneyland's birthday on July 17th, hmm. 2013. And Always the purist, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've told you a little bit about this story, but it is... It, how do I say this? It's not scary. <laughs> you might, if you believe in ghosts and spirits... You might stay awake all night. We were the only two in the place. Maybe you shouldn't work for the Chamber of Commerce (laughs) is what I'm hearing. It was really, really amazing to be in there. Um, They have Disney items all over the the room. They've got Disney books in the room as well. And you're overlooking Main Street. But you do hear a lot of, you know, old building kind of creepy noise. Settling. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well built, but still has to settle. (laughs) It was great. We woke up, I woke up early the next day and I just walked the the streets of Marceline and thought about Walt as a young boy. Was the tape still down for the parade seating? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Different Main People Street. People already okay. scouting okay. outside. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Different Main Street, for sure. Uh, Walt Disney Elementary is there, and they actually have um, a flagpole from the 1960 Olympics. Disney actually created the opening ceremonies, and so they got to take one of the flagpoles, hmm. and it's dedicated to Marceline, the, the Walt Disney That's Elementary really School. That's really neat. That is really neat. Now, the one other thing I've heard about the school is that there's actually um, – authorized artwork yes, in the cafeteria uh-huh. or somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Uh, throughout the building, uh, oh, wow. on the walls. But yeah, in the cafeteria. Disney certainly. animators came out and did yep. that. Yeah. And if I were that school, you know, the, the fundraisers you could have of people wanting to buy Walt Disney Elementary shirts uh-huh. or things like that, just throwing that out there, guys. I'll just take a small <laughs> cut. Uh, no, it was it was really cool to see uh, those, anim- those, those uh, characters on the wall. Everything looks pristine. So they're doing a really nice job maintaining it. Um, fortunately, school was out, and we found an open door. So, uh, a lot of the, open the views doors. expressed here are necessarily uh, John's, and not all of us about I don't know trespassing. There, no, there were there were some teachers in there, kind of working on the classrooms, and they let us come in. Um, let's backtrack the story. Security guard. <laughs> His story's changing right in front of us. Kay Mullins is actually the person who runs the museum, and we got to meet her in the center of Main Street, USA. She just roams the street? Uh, well, she came out of uh, the Chamber of Commerce, I think, or okay. something, and she was uh, getting ready to go home for the night. She actually owns the the home where the Disney stayed when Walt and his brother Roy came back to Marceline in 1956 for the dedication of the school. And I might have the years off a little bit here, but I also believe that that was the world premiere of the great locomotive chase that mm-hmm. happened to be at the Uptown Theater okay. where, where we stayed for that bed and breakfast. Marceline is a wonderful place to visit if you're a Disney fan. Please. I heard Kay we'll at, the, at D23 in 2017. She did a, a little session on Marceline. Neat. It's fantastic. And I love that they included that in you know what is a massive event mm-hmm. to give homage to home. Yeah. That's neat. Uh, next on our list is Kansas City, Missouri, and there is a building there where Laugh-A-Gram Studios existed, and this is where Walt and Ub Iwerks uh, created the Alice comedies, and uh, they worked on early animation for Laugh-A-Gram Studios, and the building is still there, and it's being run by 
thankyouwaltdisney.org. They are trying to raise money to completely rehab the interior. Mm-hmm. I believe that's slow going, but it's cool just to see. The, yeah. the outside of the building has a logo, the Walt Disney cartoonist kind of logo, and some, some other photos on the outside. Wow. Next up on the list is California. In 1923, Walt famously took that train trip out west from Kansas City when Laughagram Studios failed, and he and his brother started the Walt Disney Brothers Studio. And when they first moved out there, they moved into Aunt Charlotte and Uncle Robert's house in the neighborhood of Los Feliz on Kingswell Avenue. And Walt used his uncle's garage mm-hmm. to continue his animation. And I believe he brought the original Alice from Kansas City out there yeah, to work on this. promise to make it big. Yeah. I've been there. So a couple of years ago in 2017, we took a trip out to California. And one of those mornings, I got to just go be a Disney historian fan, you know? Yeah. And so my wife was like, yep, we're going to go swimming. We're going to do this, this, and this. You go on your pilgrimage. And I went to <laughs> Kingswell Avenue, and I went to his uncle's garage, and right down the street is the site of the first studio, which is where eventually I think he met Lillian. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, now... Is there an open door or anything at the house? At the house? No. <laughs> Did a teacher let you in? <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I do believe... He's getting I, red. Look at his face. <laughs> I do believe a Disney family member has since purchased that home because oh, they were getting ready to tear it down. And, hmm. and someone from the Disney family, I believe, now owns that property, and they are maintaining it again. Uh, the studio on Kingswell Avenue is now a print shop called Extra Copy, and it's a tiny shop. And that's where Walt and Roy first kind of set up hmm. their business in Amazing. a in a uh, building, you know, a mom and pop building. So. Uh, yeah, very cool to go do that. Next up on the list is near and dear to our hearts, Hyperion Avenue yeah. and the Hyperion Studio. I've heard that name before. Yeah. And uh, this is at 2701 Hyperion Avenue. Today, it's Gelson's Market, uh, and it's now listed at 2275 Hyperion. There is a small plaque put up by the state of California, site of Walt Disney's original animation studio in Los Angeles, 1926 to 1940, and it's by Cultural Heritage uh, Group. So uh, it's it's neat to go see the plaque. Nothing else exists, but you can kind of see the hills and what the area looked like back in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, too. Next up, the Disney Studio in Burbank. With the money that they made from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they got to build this beautiful studio. I'll just say this. When we went Uh-oh. with my family, we stayed on the outside of the gates. Now. Good. <laughs> but there's more, see, I'm sensing. You can see one of three Walt and Mickey statues. The other two are in Disneyland mm-hmm. and uh, Magic Kingdom and right. the hubs. Um, back in 2008... My cousin actually worked on the lot, and I got Uh-oh. I got a badge to go anywhere oh, I wanted. Good, good, okay. Anywhere I, had I that wanted. Too, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Wow. How did that come about for you, and, and what was your favorite part of that day? 
Um, a little Facebook stalking is how that came about. But I got to become friends with a lady that works in the music department. She's a music copyist and, you know, prepares all the scores for films and things wow. like that. So we friended each other on Facebook. And when I came out for D23, she invited me to the lot and I got my badge. And she gave me a short tour and then said, you can go explore. What? So I, she just kind of turned me loose to go explore the lot. It was it's amazing. Fantastic. They just let you do that. And you came back. This <laughs> yes. is what I don't understand. There are priceless cell work, uh, cell art on the walls. There's, you know, I mean, there's so much history that you just mm-hmm. feel, wow. smell, touch. That's incredible. And the Legends Plaza is there where all of Wonderful. the, you know, handprints right. in bronze right. are, they're just all over wow. the place. It was a beautiful, incredible. beautiful lot. At the end of that day of just kind of floating around the studio. Mm-hmm. By the way, I love the the store as well, the company yeah. store. You can only find There's some things there items. that you can yeah. get, yeah. At the end of the day, I found this little building off to the side, and I found out... A little bungalow? Maybe? Yes, it is the bungalow that was from the Hyperion studio that they had moved over there. Now, nobody was around, and oh, the lights God. were off inside. But you the know, door was unlocked. The door was unlocked. Well, at least, what was at I going to do? At least it was unlocked. We haven't heard breaking and entering <laughs> right. yet. I did sit at the corporate table... Okay. In a couple of the chairs. You had a yes. badge? I did nothing wrong other than probably going into there. But it was wonderful. And you just soak up all this oh, history. Sure. You know, it was it was great. Next on my list, the other things that we that you can do when you're in California, of course, go see the star on the Walk of Fame. Uh, Walt's star, I think Mickey and Minnie both have stars Sherman there. Sherman Brothers have Sherman stars. Brothers, of course. There are many actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, right across the street from there, not that Walt had anything to do with this but the El Capitan Theater is owned by Disney and they they uh, frequently show old films in their Disney films Um, Griffith Park where the merry-go-round is Uh where Walt was inspired uh, to think of a place where kids and families uh, could enjoy time together and of course that's where he would take his daughters on Sundays and thought of Disneyland and one of the park benches that that's there has a, a, a sign on it dedicated to Walt and his daughters the other two benches one is in the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco and the other one is in Disneyland mm-hmm. one of the things that we did was we went to Forest Lawn Cemetery and uh, yes. paid our respects my daughter we've got a wonderful picture of her laying a, a rose on uh, mm-hmm. in front of his grave so that's if, if that something you you're interested in that was a really very uh very spiritual and just peaceful moment for all of us so that was, was, yeah that's you know, a good that way to describe it the tam o'shanter um mm-hmm. this was the restaurant where walt used to bring his imagineers and animators and there is actually a, a table that has his plaque on it I didn't know we were going to be able to, have I ever told you this story? I didn't know we were going to be able to go to eat there while we were on this trip because we were kind of packed on what we were going to do, and we happened to be driving by. Did they take the dining plan? (laughs) (laughs) We happened to be driving by, and my daughter has a great imitation of how apparently we (laughs) drifted into the parking lot when I (laughs) jolted the steering wheel to the right. The Tam O'Shanter! <laughs> Little fishtail, huh? Yeah, six absolutely. lanes of traffic. Right. And so that was really uh, wonderful to be able to do all those things in California. And the Walt Disney Family Museum, and I'm not joking about this, it is one of my favorite places on the planet. Mm. Uh, start to finish, it is Walt's life. Uh, everything about it, the building it's in, it's in the Presidio right next to the 
Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. and you have these beautiful skyline shots of San Francisco, or at least of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's set up so perfectly. I could not improve upon it. Although, I've been able to go there several times, and at one point, management was asking me how I could improve upon it, <laughs> because they got to know me a little bit. Listen to was this that guy. after after hours? <laughs> yes, it was. There was an unlocked door that, shockingly, that's where oh, the I suggestion about, box was. Speaking no. of unlocked door, we happened to be walking by the Disney Channel on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, boy. And we checked, my son checked the oh, door. Oh, throwing him under the bus. That's great. <laughs> and it was unlocked. Life of Christ. Do they not believe in locks in this company? I'm concerned. We got to go in and watch a little bit of uh, the Disney Channel DJ performing live right behind glass. And at one point, he went to a commercial and looked at us and said, may I help you guys? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what are you doing no. here? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't recommend any of these things. But <laughs> Nor but do we advocate that. In all seriousness, it was uh, it's just a really awesome thing to be able to go to California and see these sites. Oh, to walk in the footsteps. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. And if John is not here next week, you know that the authorities have no. contacted him. We'll have to check the statute of limitations in both Missouri and in California. California. <laughs> oh, let's wrap that up right yeah, here. Yeah, we're, we're going to end it right now. <laughs> uh, you know, these are only some of the sites that you can go visit uh, when it comes to Disney. These are the historic sites. There are other types of Disney sites that don't involve the parks, and we can take you down that trip on the next edition of the Hyperion Hub. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. Thank you.